Hello, everyone, and welcome into Yelling from the Couch. I'm Brent Humphreys, joined by my co-host, Gage Bertovich. Gage, how you doing this week? Doing good, Brent. How you doing? Doing great, man. Uh, ready for this uh, week seven pick this week. I'm looking uh, forward to it, uh, especially after last week. Uh, we were talking a little bit beforehand. Uh, my Steelers on the bye. Still feels like they lost with everyone else in the uh, North winning. And we were in first place before Sunday, and now we are not. Hopefully, get to pick it up, and hopefully our pickums go uh, pretty well this week as well. You had a great week last week. I not so much. You went nine and five in picks, bringing your total to fifty and thirty-seven on the season. I went five hundred seven and seven, dropping mine to well, dropping mine, bringing mine to forty-nine and thirty-eight. So you have surpassed me in this picks by one game so far. Hey, you still went 500 for the week. Can't go wrong with that. Still above 500 for both of us. Not much more we could ask for. Yeah, exactly. Kind of went on a limb on a couple of games there that didn't pan out. But it is what it is. Almost pulled the trigger on that Jets beating the Eagles. But (laughs) Sauce Gardner's questionability kept me from doing that. And it's like, ah. Man, I remember you talking about that, too. You're like, you know, if we knew Sauce was going to play, I would definitely take them. And I still can't believe they were able to still beat Philly, even without Sauce. Yeah, I I was surprised by that. Out of all the games, uh, it was probably the Cleveland's defensive domination of San Francisco. And then that game right there is the two that surprised me out of any of the games last week. It's just crazy how the NFL can come full circle with the Browns beating the Niners, the Niners beating the Steelers, and the Steelers beating the Browns. It's like, I guess the any given Sunday saying, really, it holds true to the sport. It really is. It really is any given Sunday. I mean, just the perfect saying for this NFL. We're recording on Thursday night. Right now, as we speak, Jacksonville Jaguars are up 14 to 3 over the Saints with 12:09 in the second quarter. Travis Etienne has two touchdowns so far. Gage, what do you think about this one? The Saints not being able to capitalize on um the uh muffed punt by Jamal Agnew and only scoring three off of that and then having the fumble by Christian Kirk and having their kicker miss the field goal, who, by the way, in the last two weeks has been absolutely awful, but it's probably just the the rookie jitters, which, okay, understandable. But I can't believe that, you know, Trevor Lawrence all this week has been dealing with, uh, I believe it was a hurt knee. Ed Noah talks about C.J. Beathard getting the start, and then he comes out and he's playing like Joe Burrow did when he was fully healthy. I don't know, like, if those rumors of him being hurt were kind of exaggerated a little bit, or if T. Law is just playing like normal without any problems. I don't know. Yeah, it's hard telling, and especially like Jacksonville's like last eleven days or so. You know, playing in London, coming back, and then having the short week this week, and with Lawrence being hurt. This is a surprising result right here. We'll see how it goes for the rest of the game, but up 14 to 3 early in the second. We'll see. So, we'll go ahead. We'll look forward to Sunday's games. 
And the first game on the schedule here, 1 o'clock, the Las Vegas Raiders travel to Chicago to face the Chicago Bears. Vegas is a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Gage, who are you liking this one? This one might be a candidate for snooze fest of the week. Uh, they reported earlier today Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be out, so likely Aiden O'Connell, the rookie, will be under center. Um, I don't think O'Connell will be any like pickup, any momentum builder for this team. The Bears have just been fun to watch, even when been god awful. The connection that's building between Justin Fields and DJ Moore is absolutely incredible. And like I said, the Raiders, they're blah. And I would call them the worst team in the league if the Panthers had a win. So with that all being said, possibly the worst team in the NFL going against one of the worst teams in the NFL, I'm going to go with the lesser of two evils. Give me Chicago on this one. Well, Fields is facing, is, uh, you know, fighting an injury as well on his thumb. Uh, and he's reported to be out for the game Sunday against Vegas. Uh, in that case, you've got backup quarterback against backup quarterback. I don't even know Chicago's backup quarterback. I know he was like a Division Two player last year from somewhere. <laughs> and this that, game is going to be a snooze fest. Yes? Uh, I didn't even realize Bear, uh, Fields was already rolled out for this week. Um, but uh, Tyson Bagant, I hope I said his last name right, probably not. But that is their second-string quarterback, at least listed on the Bears' website. And then behind him is Nathan Peterman. Um, knowing that, I'm still going to go with Chicago. Mm-hmm. But I think it's going to be even more of a snooze fest. And this one will be the snooze fest. This game's going to be flat out awful. I'm going to go with the Raiders in this one. All the over unders seven and a half. It might be lucky to hit twenty seven in this game right here, but uh, I'll take the Raiders in this one to cover. <laughs> Not comfortably though. <laughs> Already starting uh, out good, going against each other. <laughs> First game. Uh, the next game on the. The uh, schedule is the Cleveland Browns going to Indianapolis to face the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, Cleveland is a three-point favorite. Gage, who are you liking this one? After the surprising win that Cleveland had last week against the, uh, the 49ers, the Browns are looking to keep the ball rolling this week. But once again, it comes to question, who's going to play quarterback? Deshaun Watson hasn't really heard anything. I don't think he's going to play. But will it be P.J. Walker or will it be their Dorian Robinson Thompson, Thompson Robinson, whatever his name is, the rookie quarterback? DTR. Um, yeah, that one. <laughs> um, I think if Watson doesn't play, I think they'll give the ball back to P.J. Walker just because they won last week with him. Um, but on the other side, the Colts rolling without Anthony Richardson for the rest of the season. Um, Minshew Mania. Gonna try and take over. He looked awful last week. I believe he threw three picks. Um, three points is surprising. I'm gonna take the Browns, and I do think they cover. So Deshaun Watson did return back to the practice field today in a limited capacity. 
So he may be on track to play. And like you said last week, Minshew looked just awful. Uh, and Anthony Richardson out for the season. No surprise there as, you know, the the way he played and was getting hurt early on, it was only a matter of time, you know, before he gets hurt, you know, for long term. And that's what happened, unfortunately, for the Colts. They have to play without him for the rest of the season now with Minshew in there. Saying all that, the Browns defense was awesome last week. I don't see the Colts putting up much against this Browns defense. Give me the give me the points. Yeah, they're covering. They're definitely covering that one. Browns win. The next matchup, NFL uh AFC East matchup. The Buffalo Bills travel to New England to face the New England Patriots. Bills are an eight and a half point favorite. Gage, are you liking this matchup? The Patriots, they have absolutely stunk this year. But with also looking at that, the Bills last week, they probably should have lost last mm-hmm. week to the Giants. Um, questionable call to, to end the game. But when it comes yep. down to it, they still won. Um, I think that the Patriots are going to keep going. Mac Jones is going to keep playing awful. Bill Belichick might have no choice but to put whoever their second quarterback is, whether it be Bailey Zappi or Malik Cunningham. Um, I'm going to go with the Bills on this one. And what did you say the spread was? Eight and a half. Eight and a half. I don't think they cover. Give me the Bills. Don't cover. I'm going to agree with you here. I'm going to take the Bills, and I don't think they'll cover either. Last week, uh, Sunday night, they – barely squeaked by the Giants, and we're lucky to do that, like you said, with a very questionable uh, no-call at the end. Uh, Should have been a penalty, could have been a penalty, wasn't a penalty. They end up winning, but uh, did not look very good at all at home against a team that has struggled all season long. Uh, But the Patriots are just Uh, (laughs) god-awful. It doesn't matter who's coaching them at this point in time. Uh, Bill Belichick may just want to go ahead and retire halfway through this season uh, <laughs> to stay, save what's left of his legacy. Uh, but uh, give me Buffalo, and I think that it'll be no cover. I don't think they'll cover either. The next matchup, it's a NFC East matchup. Washington Commanders face those New York Giants at MetLife Stadium. Washington is a two-and-a-half-point favorite. Gage, who you like in this one? In the last two games, Sam Howell has had a 5-1 to one touchdown to interception ratio through three last week and through two the week before. Uh, I think he is showing some signs of life uh, in this game. He's really progressed, especially from the first week, which is very surprising. I didn't think he would. But the connection he's built with a star wide receiver, Terry McLaurin, has been incredible. Uh, as the weeks go by. Also, in the running back game, Brian Robinson, he's had a breakout season, and we all know the story about him coming back from the shooting. Uh, great story. The Giants side, they've, like we t- just got done talking about, they've been bad, but they held their own against the Bills. Once again, doesn't matter. They ended up losing. Um, I don't think that'll matter this week, though. I expect this to be a good game just because it's another divisional matchup, 
but I am going to take Washington on this one, and I do think they cover. I am going to go with the Giants in this matchup, actually. Daniel Jones still hasn't been cleared to play. Saquon's in a good spot to play. This team is different when Saquon is playing. I mean, they're not great or anything. They're not fun to watch. But they play a lot better when Saquon's playing for some reason. The defense plays better. The offense, you know, still not, not great. But, I mean, they're, you know, <laughs> they play – it's just a different team with Saquon out there. Washington, like you said, Sam Howell has played good the last few weeks. Brian Robinson's having a breakout season. But all that said, this is in New York. New York's going to take a little bit of that momentum from that Bills game last week where they kind of felt like they got screwed at the end. Give me the Giants in the home upset. Next 1 o'clock matchup, the Atlanta Falcons travel down to Tampa Bay to face the Buccaneers. Tampa Bay is a a two-and-a-half point favorite. Gage, who you got in this one? The Falcons, we just got done talking about the Commanders. The Falcons took a bit of a a shocking loss last week against uh, Washington behind Ritter's three interceptions. And I think if it wasn't for that, then they had a chance to win that game. And on the other side of the ball, the Bucks were beaten into the ground by Detroit and were held out of the uh, end zone the entire game. This is probably going to be another game that's boring, or at least on the boring side, but not nearly as bad as some other games that there are this week. I wouldn't be surprised if this ended with neither team uh, crossing 20 points. All that being said, give me the bucks and give me the points in this one. Yeah, the over-under is 37. Uh, last week, the Falcons uh, and Desmond Ritter with his home-winning streak, undefeated streak, getting taken down in, you know, horrible fashion for him with the three picks uh, this week. And then, yeah, with the Falcons or with the uh, Commanders last week. Then the Bucks also on that hand, they get defeated by the Lions, and after the game is over with in the press conference, Baker Mayfield said, uh, we sucked. Uh, all phases of the game, we sucked. And I'm going to agree with him. The Buccaneers suck. Uh, once again, my irrational hate for Tampa Bay, I am taking Atlanta in this one, in the upset, on the road. Falcons win. Next matchup, the last 1 o'clock matchup, is going to be a good one. The Detroit Lions go to Baltimore to face the Baltimore Ravens with the Ravens a three-point favorite. Gage, who you like in this matchup? Both of these teams have been really good this year. And then looking at the Lions' side of the ball, offensive-wise, they have been phenomenal. I think they're doing better than what anybody thought they were going to do at the beginning of this year. But... They're going to have to go without um, their running back one, David Montgomery, for the time being. The majority of the carries is going to go to the rookie, Jameer Gibbs. Um, I like Gibbs. He's definitely a change of pace compared to what you're used to with David Montgomery. More of a shifty runner, faster. You can expect a lot more outside runs with him. Um, On the other side of the ball, the Ravens have been helped out a lot, in my opinion, by defensive play this year. Just watching their game last week against Tennessee. Um, I thought Baltimore would have scored a lot more than what they did um, during the game. You heard the commentators talking about Lamar Jackson saying he thinks that they could be undefeated right now. He thinks that they could score 40 every week. 
And I don't think that's true. I think Baltimore, <laughs> offensive-wise, they need another weapon to be able to do that, whether it be uh, running back, <clears throat> excuse me, running back or wide receiver. Um, This one, I think, is a hard one. The Lions, they, they were just too much, I think. You even had uh, Jameson Williams getting involved last week, 45-yard touchdown. I think it was only like his fifth catch of his career or something like that. I'm going to go with the Lions on this one, and I do take the points. I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to go with the Lions, too. This may be our hatred of Baltimore coming out in us right now, but the Lions will win this game. Uh, the Lions, like you said, they'll be without Montgomery, but this will give a chance for Jameer Gibbs to step up into that role and show what he can do. And if they can get Jamison Williams going, that guy is an explosive playmaker in an explosive offense with Amon Ross St. Brown. The the Ravens' defense has been good. Like you said, they've made a lot of plays and everything. Geno Stone, it uh, seems like his name is on every highlight of Baltimore with him getting a pick so far this year. I don't know how many picks he's got, but it seems like every week Geno Stone is being mentioned with a pick. But this week, it's not going to happen. The Lions are going to go in, and the Lions are going to beat the Ravens in that matchup. The next matchup features an AFC North team as well. Your Pittsburgh Steelers, Gage, travel to Los Angeles to face the Los Angeles Rams. The Rams are a three-point favorite in this one. Gage, who you like? Two weeks ago, in the um, week before the bye week for the Steelers, I said I would never take the Steelers again this season as long as they have Matt Canada calling the offensive plays. And it's going to stay that way. Even though the Rams are going to be without their top two running backs for at least this week, who knows how much longer throughout the season, I don't think that's going to matter. The Steelers' corners have been really bad this year with the exception of Joey Porter Jr., and for some reason they're not even starting him. I think Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua are going to absolutely torch that secondary of Patrick Peterson and Levi Wallace. Um... There's no reason I think that the Steelers will win this. Um, being a Steeler fan, I hope they do. But when their offense is being called by a third grader, I don't think that they're going to do anything. And then you have to also deal with Aaron Donald. Who knows who's going to be blocking him? Probably not our rookie, because why would you want to start him and Broderick Jones, even though he's an animal? Yeah, let's not start him. Give me the Rams. Give me the points. I'm going to agree with you here, man. I've got to go with the Rams on this one. Uh, like you said, the Rams are down their top two running backs, but I don't think it matters with Cooper Cup getting back into that chemistry that him and Matthew Stafford has. And Stafford also liking Nakua pretty good. The Rams are just going to be too much for the Steelers this Sunday. Give me the Rams, and they'll cover. Steelers' defense will keep them in it for a little bit, but like you said, the secondary – is just not going to be able to keep up with them very long. Mm-hmm. Give me the Rams in this one. And, and uh, let's see. No, Baltimore hasn't had a bye yet. And I said, we're going to be all tied for the first place, but no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the next 405 matchup is the Arizona Cardinals going to Seattle to face the Seattle Seahawks. Seattle is an eight point favorite. Gage, who you got in this matchup? Uh, Seattle's coming off a close loss to your Bengals. Um, Geno Smith 
I believe he turned the ball over twice in what was uh, Seattle's second and third turnovers of the season. So that's something to keep a close eye on. They don't really turn the ball over. Um, Arizona, I think Kyler Murray's back at practice, although don't expect him to play this week, obviously. Josh Dobbs, I believe, is still going to be the starter. Um, they're still going to be without James Conner. They're uh, going to have Hollywood Brown, but I don't know if he's going to be really able to do much. He'll probably be matched up with uh, the rookie for Seattle, Devin Witherspoon. Um, I don't think that uh, Arizona's going to be able to move the ball much. If Seattle can establish an early run game again with uh, Kenneth Walker and Zach Charbonnet, I think they should be able to win this game rather easily. I'm going to take Seattle on this one, and I'm going to take the points. Give me Seattle. Give me the points on this one. Uh, Murray did return to practice, but he's not expected to be back in two weeks, so this will be the Josh Dobbs, maybe swan song for the season. Uh, But uh, he's played, you know, he's been respectable this season in in the role that nobody expected him to be in. Seahawks are coming off of a tough game against the Bengals last week where their offense couldn't get anything going. But the Bengals' defense has really stepped up in the last few games. That being said, I think the offense gets going for Seattle this week, and Geno Smith, not Geno Stone, comes out and plays really well for the Seattle Seahawks, and they get the offense rolling in this one. Seattle wins. Seattle covers in this one. The big, one of the two primetime 430 games, 425 games, the Green Bay Packers travel to Denver, Colorado to face the Denver Broncos. And Green Bay is a one-point favorite. The over-under is 45 in this one. Gage, who you like in this one? Yeah, between the two uh, primetime games that there are at 425, this is definitely the one I'm least looking forward to. Yeah. Uh, the Broncos, we've talked about them in the past. They are playing out bad. Russell Wilson is washed. Sean Payton can't do anything with this team. Don't know why, but he's just not able to. And there's even rumors um, going around the league that they're looking to trade Patrick Sertain, one of their only good players on the team. Not just the defense, on the team. Mm-hmm. Um. The Packers, they're looking to get back on track. Jordan Love is looking to get this team going again, get this team winning and back where they were, you know, compared to the first game in the season. I think they do that, and I think they're going to do that in uh, great fashion, dominant fashion. Give me Green Bay on this. Give me the points. I'm going to roll with Green Bay on this one too, and I think they'll cover because it's one point. Neither team has really been very good at all. Like you said, Russell Wilson Russell Wilson is washed. Sean Payton uh, talked a lot of smack at the beginning of the year about the previous coach, and he has done worse than him so far. Uh, Denver is just horrible. And I will take the Packers in this one. They're coming off of a bye. They're going out to Denver. They're going to get things right for them for now, at least in this game. Uh, Packers will win in the most exciting 425 matchup of the week. <laughs> so as we move on to the next 425 matchup, uh, ho-hum matchup pretty much, uh, the L.A. Chargers travel to Arrowhead Stadium in Kansas City to face the Kansas City Chiefs. 
Chiefs are five and a half point favorite. Gage, who you like in this matchup? This one has potential to be a very good contender of game of the week. Um, both offenses, you know, they know how to move the ball a lot. Um, have some very good weapons. Travis Kelsey, Keenan Allen. Just saw earlier, I think it was yesterday, um, the Chiefs getting McCole Hardman back from the Jets. It's going to be interesting to see how the Chiefs involve McCole if they're going to you know, give him majority of snaps or if their offense has changed a lot that he has to learn. I don't think it's changed that much within, you know, what, six months since he's been gone. But maybe it has. So I'll be interested. Keep a close eye out on that. Um, the Chargers are still looking to fill the role of number two with Mike Williams being hurt. Once again, who's going to step up? Who's going to fill that spot? Will it be Josh Palmer? Will it be Quentin Johnston? That remains to be seen. Um, the Chargers, they've been known for blowing games in the fourth quarter. Um, and I think that's going to you know, happen again this week. Give me the Chiefs, but I don't think they cover. So the Chargers last Monday, they had a chance to defeat the Cowboys and – they ended up blowing the game like they usually do. They've got the weapons. They've got the quarterback. They've got all the skill positions and everything. But they're going to Arrowhead with the Chiefs, and the Chiefs are loaded. They're at home. Give me the Chiefs. Give me a field goal win. Chargers do cover. But uh, is there a wide receiver that was down for the Chiefs? I've I seen they traded for Hardman, but – I've yeah, Not I sure. I don't know why. I think it was just more of to get someone who knows the system because they are really, they don't have a number one. I mean, their number one receiver is Travis Kelsey. Right. And then you look at the wide receivers, it's like, okay, you have Sky Moore, you have Rashi Rice, Tony, uh, Kadarius Tony. Really, none of them is filling that role right now of number one. Yeah, I guess that makes sense to get somebody back that's been familiar. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I, I didn't know if anybody went down or if they were just looking to add, and I guess that's it. But uh, they will uh, – they uh, uh, going with the Char uh, Chiefs this week, but the Chargers cover. So what is another possibility for contender for matchup of the week? These two games back-to-back -back are going to be pretty good Sunday viewing. The 820 Sunday night matchup, <clears throat> the Miami Dolphins – Travel to Philly to face the Philadelphia Eagles. Philadelphia is a two-and-a-half-point favorite in this one. The over-under is 51-and-a-half. Cage, who do you like in this one? This one is going to be a fantastic game. Uh, this is the game that I am you know, most excited to watch. This is one that I'm glad they put on primetime instead of just one of those 1 o'clock regional television games. Both offenses have the ability to put up a lot of points, as we've seen, especially Miami, you know, a 70 bomb a couple weeks ago. No big deal. Um, Eagles coming off their first loss. They're looking to get back on track. The Dolphins are looking to keep it rolling with Raheem Mostert, Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddell, maybe get Chase Claypool involved, you know, a little, little something different there. Um, although, I, in this could just be uh, my Pittsburgh thing and the hatred that I have for Philly. I'm going to take Miami on this one. 
and I think they're going to hand the Eagles their second loss in as many weeks. This has fun written all over it offensively. The Eagles last week, not fun offensively. The Jets shut them down pretty much. The Dolphins don't have a defense like the Jets do. This matchup right here is going to be high scoring. Miami's got speed all over the field. But I think the Eagles coming off of that loss is going to come back to home here, and they're going to defeat the Dolphins in a shootout. Philly will win. Philly will cover by three, a field goal at the end. Philly beats Miami. So then over-under on the points, what do you think? <clears throat> oh, man, over-under on the points. Uh, I'm going over. Oh, yeah. I'm going to hammer that over. over. Yep. Uh, I could see it being anywhere from like a 35 or 38-35 game or, you know, 31-28, any of those right there. I mean, it'll it's it's going over. It wouldn't surprise me if it ended up like the uh, Rams-Chiefs game a few years back with Jared Goff oh, and Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Both teams threw up, what, 40, 50 points? Oh, 51 to 45, something like that in a oh. offensive classic. <laughs> yeah, it, w- it wouldn't surprise me if this game tried to mimic that. Oh, and, and with it being on Sunday night, it would be just awesome to see it. <laughs> oh, yes. Because last week, last couple of weeks in the NFL, it has been, if you want to go over, you might as well forget it because none of these are hitting the over. They're all under. It's been all defensive performances for at least the last couple of weeks in the NFL. That'll change this Sunday night. The Monday night game, 8-15 ESPN, San Francisco 49ers travel to Minnesota to face the Minnesota Vikings. San Francisco is a seven-point favorite. Gage, San Francisco's coming off of a loss to Cleveland, a surprising loss. The team that looked unbeatable lost last week. Are you liking this matchup, Gage? Yeah, you talked about it a little bit. We said last week that there is no team better than the 49ers, that until a team proves us wrong, they're going to be the best team, blah, 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 all this stuff. And then Cleveland comes out and proves us wrong. Um, now, granted, McCaffrey got hurt, Debo got hurt, Trent Williams got hurt for a few plays but came back, and Brock Purdy without Debo and McCaffrey, he looks lost. Um, Kittle, I don't know what he ended with. Last I knew, he only had one catch for one yard. Don't know if he had any towards the end of the game or not. Um, Brandon Ayuk turned into wide receiver one, and after Debo went down, it was like... Yeah, the uh, Cleveland, they focused their attention on Ayuk, and he wasn't able to do anything. Now, granted, Jake Moody missed two kicks. If he makes those two kicks, they win. Um, and, and the Niners' defense, I think it's just like the Steelers. They're able to hold him in every single game, no matter what. The Vikings, they're going another game without Justin Jefferson, and they showed last week that Justin Jefferson being gone does in fact, make a um, difference on this team. And also, this being primetime, primetime Kirk Cousins, we know from the past how that goes. Um, usually, no good. Uh, man, this was one of those that was like it was hard to pick. Um, I, I don't think McCaffrey and Debo are going to play, but I could be wrong. Give me the 49ers, though, on this one. Um, but I 
Good. Yeah, give me the points, too. Why not? I am going to go with the 49ers on this one, too. McCaffrey, I believe, is expected to play, uh, but I think Debo is out. If McCaffrey doesn't go down last week and Debo in that game, I don't think Cleveland wins. But then again, you know, the kicker situation, you know, he may have missed another kick, you know, like he did at the end. Uh, Minnesota without Justin Jefferson, like you said, primetime Kirk Cousins, not good. They struggled last week to defeat Chicago, who is not good, uh, especially without fields for some of that game. Niners, uh, like we said, we, you know, I've come on here and I've gushed about how good the Niners have been, and they got the best roster from top to bottom, and they're unbeatable, and they got beat. They won't get beat this this Monday night. Uh, they'll win, and I think that they will cover this spread. Give me the Niners for another week. Uh, yeah, picks. There it is. <laughs> uh, the bye week teams this week, Cincinnati Bengals, Dallas Cowboys, Tennessee Titans, New York Jets, Carolina Panthers, and the Houston Texans. We got six teams on a bye this week. Whew. Yeah. Man. Man. That's a lot. But week seven right there, uh, what matchup are you looking forward to the most this week, Gage? Uh, man, it's going to be the two primetime games. Dolphins and Eagles, 49ers and Vikings. Dolphins and Eagles, I mean, we all know why. I mean, probably both going to put up at least 40 points. 49ers and Vikings, uh, I'll be excited to see how the Niners get back on track, if they're able to get back on track. And I know I said primetime Kirk Cousins has a bad rep, but the first game of the season for uh, the Vikings was in primetime. And it was Kirk's best game of the year. He might be looking to, you know, rewrite a little bit of that primetime status and being like, hey, you know, I can be good in primetime. Maybe he'll put up another 300 yards, and I think he had four touchdown passes in that game. Or maybe he'll go back to his normal self, but I think that'll be exciting to watch. I think uh, Justin Jefferson being out is really what's going to hurt him there, but the game I'm looking most forward to is, of course, it's the Dolphins and the Eagles. Uh, if I was to pick another game, it'd probably be the uh, Chargers and the Chiefs, a divisional matchup, uh, two teams that also could explode for offense as well. Plus, you know, in those two games, you'll have the, you know, Travis Kelsey-Taylor Swift connection, and the Eagles have their own with Jason Kelsey and DeAndre Swift. So, you know, it's Kelsey and Swift all over the place in those two games. And, you know, I have to keep up with my Kelsey's and Swift's. So that's who I'm looking forward to. Also, I love, I got to point this out. Watching the Thursday night football game, the Jaguars just pulled off a fake punt pass. And it's just awesome to watch punters getting involved like that. Man, I feel like you kind of took a shot at me on that uh, with my Kentucky Wildcats last week against the Missouri Tigers. <laughs> up 14 and uh missouri throws the fake punt for the touchdown ah good times man <laughs> and also just going off another subject here um do you keep up with any baseball at all oh yeah 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 so earlier tonight um uh the phillies got beat two to one with a mm -hmm. walk-off hit by the arizona yep. diamondbacks and I talked mm -hmm. earlier about my hatred against Philly. So that really warmed my heart. And it made my entire week to see Philly lose, especially on a walk-off and against uh, Craig Kimbrell. So 
if you were to pick a team left, uh, are you a Pirates fan? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm a Reds fan, so uh, oh, I understand. Okay. <laughs> I, I understand. Uh, so, while uh, the teams left, uh, who who would you ride with uh, uh, the four remaining? Uh, probably Houston. Um, hmm. Houston, uh, I would root for Arizona. Just you know, if they beat Philly and if they're able to eliminate them. But overall, I think Houston's going to take it all. I do. It, they just have so much firepower that I, I think they're. I, I think they're the best out of the four left. Yeah, I, I'd say they're probably the best. I I would like to see Texas win to kind of avenge a couple of those heartbreaking World Series uh, back in 2010 and 2011. But uh, uh, I'd say Houston's probably going to come back and win that series. Mm-hmm. But. Uh, yeah, like you said, Philly, uh, the Philly fans, man, it's just, uh, I don't know. They're just, they're too much. They're just too much sometimes. Uh, I'll <laughs> say it, an awful fan base. There we go. <laughs> Anytime you boo Santa Claus, there's, there is, there is problems. You, you have problems. You should look in the mirror because you are that problem. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Well, right now, Jacksonville's up 14 to 6. Right, getting ready to head into halftime. Uh, Lawrence just threw an interception to Lattimore, so that might not be the score at the half. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully, Derek Carr can get this offense out there and actually uh, remember how to play football. Yeah, we will see, but uh, we will be back next week with our week eight picks. And we'll see if we can stay above 500. Hopefully this week will be – I mean, you had a good week last week. I had a 500 week. Let's see if we both get over 500 this week. And I'm going to put this out there. One of us, one of these weeks, don't know when, don't know which one of us, but one of us is going to go perfect. I just have that feeling. I like it. I like it a lot. <laughs> Maybe this week. We'll find out. Could always hope. All right, man. We can always hope. All right, man. Appreciate you hopping on here again, and uh, I'll see you next week. Sounds good. I'll talk to you later. All right. Later, man. Yay!